0: Shavani Samaya and welcome back to the Financial Executives Podcast. The past three years have been marked by turbulent change. The unanticipated global pandemic fundamentally altered the ways in which organizations operate. From accelerating digital transformations to enabling a highly functioning virtual work environment. The past three years have forced organizations to be resilient in the wake of adversity. On the three year anniversary of the COVID-19 informed lockdowns, this episode of the Financial Executives podcast, we sit down with John Epperson, Managing Principal of Financial Services at Crow to take a closer look at operational resilience. operational resilience is not an unknown quantity for financial executives but how has it been redefined in today's post-pandemic, high-inflation and geopolitically unstable world John
1: In many in many ways I think the pandemic has stressed and tested the resiliency of us of us all there's clearly no shortage of disruption even post-pandemic the inflationary pressures interest rate changes uh, we've seen a fairly volatile tech market, political instability, but I, I do think one way in which I think about how operational resiliency has been redefined is, is first and foremost that we're we're just fundamentally a bit more resilient in the face of change in a significant event like the pandemic. We've we've inherently learned how to drive business continuity in the face of of seismic change. We. Feel that operational resiliency is a bit more tangible, given that we've all actually had to live through a world in which we've required to be resilient. But I, I think there's another way in which the concept of operational resiliency is, is defined. And that is, in a sense, of of, of broadening our definition of of resiliency. When I think about operational resiliency, a lot of times we talk about all the downsides of events and risks that are occurring. But I I view the definition and the redefinition of operational resiliency looking at just as much of the downside of risks and, and being able to navigate through that as much as the ability to capitalize on the opportunities or the potential value that's being created from these seismic market events and disruptions around us. And, and to a sense, I think that's impacting an, an emerging definition, at least that I have, of, of operational resiliency. And I see that as really the ability of a company to build what I will call confidence as well as trust in its customers to adapt to, to changing circumstances. And, you know, we've we've seen a fairly significant amount of changing circumstances and changing demands that have required us to be more resilient. I think about, you know, in the wake of, of the pandemics as a, as a good example of that, all of a sudden we were forced to, to be very um, keen on, on delivering digital channels that we might have not been provided in the past. Our customers expected the speed of products and services like they never have before. And I think as you think about that concept of resiliency and you think about risks and disruptions in the face of both risk and opportunity, we can start to answer operational resiliency or start to address operational resiliency differently. You take a example of the labor force and talent pool as an example. There is certainly some risks that are being faced by all of us in terms of uh, potential loss of, of key employees we've seen you know, higher higher rates or, or higher salary demands from our, our customers, but we've also, or from our employees, but we've also seen an opportunity where employment's no longer bound by geography, that yes, this labor force and this talent pool is, is dynamic and changing, but it's creating opportunities that we might be able to tap into in a lot of different ways. Uh, we've seen that in the face of Artificial intelligence and machine learning. Clearly, there are risks associated with the capabilities being brought by those just as much as there are opportunities. So I think one of the one of the real ways I think operational resiliency is being redefined is 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 moving a bit more towards not just the downside of risk and disruption, but really looking at market events and disruptions and the opportunity and the value that they can create for organizations.
0: And John, how is that redefinition translating into the information and metrics that boards and audit committees demand regarding an enterprise's resilience?
1: yeah, I, I think the best way I think about how that how this dynamic is translating into boards and audit committees is a shift from what what I have have seen to be a very historical, internal, perspective and measurement in these boards and audit committees to a much more focus on external market insights and validation. And and by that, I mean, as I think about kind of the internal point of view, a lot of boards and audit committees spend an awful lot of time focused on important things, key performance measures, key risk indicators, assessing what outcomes or thresholds we defined what success we, we we felt was important to manage uh, an organization. And these are, are really important measures. And I'm not necessarily advocating that audit committees and boards fail to continue to, to monitor KPIs and KRIs. But what I think more resilient organizations and their boards and audit committees and how they're showing up is a much more external or customer point of view or market landscape point of view that's showing up in these committees. So beyond just talking about key performance indicators and risk indicators, we're seeing resilient boards and audit committees talk about what are what are our customers telling is important to us? What are the things that we're specifically doing to create relevance for our customers? We see boards and audit committees talking about what events and trends are occurring that could really impact our business. And certainly some of those are from the negative side, but also the positive side. So as you think about the shifts in demands and customer preferences, you think about regulatory trends, we think about evolving technology, competitive issues, economical and environmental issues. I think some of the more progressive and more resilient boards and audit committees are, are allocating much more airtime, if you will, to some of those market-facing trends, market-facing risks, and the opportunities that are being created by them. And, and I think that's a, a key element, again, as we think about balancing operational resiliency in the face of, of change and the, the upside, as well as the downside being created by those opportunities.
0: With all these changes, can you talk about how the finance functions responsibilities have changed when it comes to operational resilience?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I think as as we look at some of the underlying attributes of a resilient organization, there there tends to be a few I we'll call themes or maybe emerging capabilities that often emerge uh, within functional roles throughout an organization, finance being included. I, I think first from from our the prior point, I think one of the areas that um, you know resulting is is a much more focus on the customer. Um, And and when you think about focus on the customer, that's not necessarily a trend or an, an ability that you typically correlate with a finance function or a risk and compliance function. But I think in the spirit to continue to remain relevant and relevance being the underlying pin to resiliency... I think finance organizations are focused much more on, you know, customer elements than perhaps they have been in the past. And that's showing up in a couple of different areas. I think one theme that shows up is clearly in the area of data-driven insight that informs strategy, informs organizational choices, informs risks and opportunities. And as we think about highly resilient organizations have really invested and have a strong discipline in driving data-driven insights. And, and I think in many ways, if you think about the finance function, that's oftentimes the epicenter of data and an ability to increasingly uh, have a view or aggregate data in ways uh, much better than maybe in other functional areas of an organization. And so we're seeing finance as a place where data can really come together in new ways to identify insights and trends that are a little bit more forward thinking than, than you might think of from a traditional finance function. I think, you know, another area is uh, as we view a a key to operational resiliency is, is the ability to really work cross functionally across various domains of an organization, the ability in the face of a market trend or a market event to really come together to address not just risks, but also opportunities that are, that are faced by those market trends and risks. And typically there's some fairly unique skill sets that exist in finance that oftentimes don't exist in other parts of an organization. Is, is you think about a potential market opportunity where you may need to, for example, model a, a new business function or evaluate a new product. Um, maybe it's, Um, projecting financial impacts on a key decision, uh, these are all things that, that finance does really well. And I think being able to be nimble in the face of some of these changes and to be able to allocate the time and the dedication to address these new and emerging trends is really critical. But I think what that also means is, you know, finance is being asked to do a lot more and play a much more strategic role in some of these market changes and market defining events than in the past. And and that requires us either to to add more personnel and add more individuals or a way to build resiliency is also by by automating and focusing maybe some of the more mundane tasks that inherently exist within a finance function. So as I think about resiliency in the finance function, not only are the attributes of the the data driven insights you know that I talked about being critical to this, but also thinking about building resiliency into existing finance functions that really free up key personnel with key acumen and capabilities within the finance function to be able to address more strategic issues as they come, particularly as it relates to market opportunities and and market events.
0: If we can take a step back and kind of zoom out a little, when we talk about operational resilience, what challenges are specific or unique to the financial services sector compared to other industries?
1: So I think historically the the regulated nature of financial services I think has naturally caused financial services to be have, have, have a bit more of a mature process, if you will, in traditional areas that are correlated with, with operational resiliency, things like business continuity, disaster recovery, privacy in the GLBA and, and cybersecurity. However, some of the the market events, obviously, within the banking industry this month of March of of 2023, I think in particular has challenged the financial services industry into rethinking some of the broader tenants that exist within operational resiliency beyond those BCP and disaster recovery types of areas. And and we've seen some interesting dynamics play out over the last month, you know, whether it be focus on maintaining trust and confidence of of your customers, their trust and holding your deposits securely dynamics tied to concentration risks that we've seen of certain customer types. We've certainly seen the expanded sources and dynamics of liquidity, particularly in this environment where we're seeing some volatile interest rates and and inflationary periods. And we've also seen dynamics tied to operational resiliency with concerns of certain products that may have a higher risk or, or propensity of, of loss. And I think as, as as we emerge from these events, I think one of the bigger lessons that, that we've learned here, particularly in the financial services sector, is that operational resiliency has a far broader Set of dynamics that have every much to do with traditional internal risk management, as much as it also has to do with external, uh, you know, market events. But I think, in addition to that expanded view of of operational resiliency, I think the other key challenge for the financial services sector in a bit longer term is is what I would call the the concept of relevance, where financial services I think has traditionally had a fairly homogeneous product set or set of services, and increasingly facing a lot of competition, whether that be from customers who continue to demand and expect more from their bank or their financial services, oftentimes in the form of products and services that banks or other financial services providers haven't provided in the past, But we've also seen new competition, largely from some of the emerging technology companies, obviously fintech, as well as some of the large tech conglomerates across the the globe who have really sought to reimagine or disrupt a number of the financial services products and services that we've seen today. And, And I think with that dynamic, we're seeing a lot of traditional financial services trying to do something new, find different ways to provide value to the market, whether that be in the form of new products, new partnerships. New and emerging technology, you know, focused areas on trying to improve margin, improve non-interest income, but also remain highly relevant to a customer base who has increasingly um, a large number of, of options in which they can consume financial services products. And so I think with a lot of those financial services companies trying to do new things, that also comes with some level of risk. So I think in addition to some of the dynamics associated and the attendance associated with operational resiliency in the wake of some of the market events this March, I think the concept of relevance in addition is is a continued source of focus and a continued challenge
0: for financial services going forward. Do you expect regulators and standard setters to focus more attention to operational resilience? And if so, in what ways?
1: I, I do think regulators and, and various setters are going to uh, focus more attention on operational resiliency. And, and, and we've seen that trend occur uh, a fair amount over time, we, we've seen a fair amount of of regulatory expectations, particularly in the, the European Union around financial services and operational um, resiliency and some of the requirements behind that. I think we also have have seen particularly in the US, you know, continued focus on traditional um, operational resiliency elements, as we mentioned before, tied to business continuity and disaster recovery um, and cybersecurity But I think one of the ways that I think uh, regulators in particular are focusing a bit more attention is um, a focus on on how organizations are actually responding to those events. Are there things like tabletop exercises is often a frequent demand of financial services organizations in particular, but other regulated entities where a you know, tabletop exercise being a, a simulation of a particular event or a particular disaster and being able to simulate how that disaster would be, would be handled and the level of resiliency that an organization has in responding to that or various stress testing types of of activities, I think, is an expectation that we're going to continue to see um, from regulators and standard setters. But I think as you think about all that, I'd expect also a little bit more focus on the strategic plans um, of these organizations. As we think about some of the shrinking margins we've seen, increasing costs across the, the, um, the business sector, changing customer demands. You know, the ability for organizations to really be great at strategy and to be able to have a strategic plan that creates relevance for their customers and being able to protect the value that they've created as an organization, as well as creating new value, I think is really important Um to operational resiliency and a theme that we've started to hear a lot more focus from prudential regulators on a much bigger focus and challenge on uh, strategic plans, largely in the face of, of remaining relevant um, and operationally viable to, uh, to the products and services that organizations are providing.
0: How do you communicate the value of operational resilience to stakeholders? Is it all about risk management or is there a return on investment?
1: Yeah, I I think it's both. I I mean I think it's it's hard not to view operational resiliency in the face of risk management, but but I think a theme that we've talked throughout today's discussion on is is trying to evaluate that return on investment by looking at trends and market disruptions with with opportunities in mind. As I as I think about key stakeholders whether that be internally to organizations or shareholders or others, I think being able to to posture, if you will, operational resiliency within your organization as protecting the value that your organization has created, just as much as it is about creating new value for the organization, and that it's not just a check-the-box risk and compliance activity is really, really important in in today's age. There tends to, to be in some of the organizations we've worked with who are what I define as a bit more resilient in their operations, there tends to be more organizational alignment um, and, and excitement when we think about operational resiliency beyond just the risk management or the downside of risk when we're able to have candid conversations about operational resiliency on capitalizing on a new trend or Fad in the market, a new technology, a new new promise that we've seen in the face of disruption. Those are things that get employees and stakeholders, you know, more excited about being able to adapt and change and innovate on the things that they might be doing today. Um, that is that has every much to do with operational resiliency as as you know traditional cybersecurity and disaster recovery elements. I also think when you think about the concept of operational resiliencies to stakeholders, this is also about building resiliency in the things that you already do today. And and one way to build that resiliency is by really focusing on automating clear tasks um, or, or mundane tasks of an organization, having a clear understanding of the risk appetite that an organization has. In other words, empowering a lot of employees to understand, you know, we're, we're able to work within a sandbox or boundaries of this risk appetite and give a bit more autonomy to, you know, your employee base and key stakeholders on, you know, creating resiliency by being able to operate maybe outside the world in which they've traditionally um, acted in. So I think there's a, there's an element of, you know, automation and risk appetite that can really empower employees to take on new and emerging challenges, and that's something that I think a lot of organizations um, and their employees get get really excited about. So as I I really think about you know operational resiliency to stakeholders. One of the ways I really like to think about it is on a value spectrum. At any one time. We are we are protecting and creating, you know, value of on an our organization. And sometimes we spend our time doing a bit more uh, on the on the protecting side and making sure that we've got resilient processes that will address or manage risks that are ahead of us in the future. And sometimes we shift to the other side of that spectrum, and that we're focused really heavily on creating new value, optimizing, innovating the things that we do, and thinking about things in a much different way. And we're going to continue as an organization to pivot across that. But I think as we think about stakeholders and we think about communicating the value of operational resiliency, it's having a clear understanding of where we are on that spectrum and being able to move across that spectrum to either remediate a risk or jump on an opportunity as quickly and as as efficiently as you can. And, and, and as organizations understand that and operationalize that, There's a clear feeling and understanding of the return of a value that you're both creating as well as protecting.